Yesterday, we talked about the current Florida Gators quarterback situation, but today we're going to be joined by a soon-to-be Florida Gators quarterback here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Rittenberg of Hall 9 Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started so it doesn't cut off the beginning and then uh and then we'll roll all right sounds good joining me now for locked on one second <laughs> what are you looking for oh i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's let's do that again no worries uh joining me now for lockdown gators is the latest florida gators edition in jordan guile who will be joining the team soon florida gators 2023 quarterback now and i'm gonna start off with the thing that stood out the most to me when watching your tape and probably stands out the most to most people, you're lefty. And that is a very rare thing to see from quarterbacks nowadays. Most quarterbacks yeah. are right-handed. And I wanted to ask, is there is there like an adjustment or extra work you have to do with receivers just to adjust to that? Because I, I know the main thing is that the ball spins differently. Yeah. Does that really matter that much to them? Um, some guys, yes. And some guys, no, it kind of just depends on the guy, but it's like, uh, I broke, like, I remember in like sixth grade, I broke like seven kids fingers just cause it just, it spins the other way and they're so used to tracking it different ways. So it kind of, it just depends, but not, not as much as you think. No. Okay. Cause see, I, I do this fun thing where I suck catching the ball no matter who's throwing it. So <laughs> I, I don't think it matters if it's righty or lefty for me at least, but I was. Does that kind of change how you watch tape or anything? Like, like, because I know a lot of people watch NFL players. Do you have to like stick with like, hey, Mike Vick and Tua are the two people that I can kind of get going with? <laughs> nah, not as much. No, I kind of. Um, I worked with my dad for a long time, so I, I would like to say I have a pretty smooth motion. And guys always say like I throw like a right-handed guy, so it's like because sometimes you can kind of see lefties have the tendency to like throw more sidearm or just is different but no i've been working with my dad for a long time so it's a uh, people say i throw like a righty it's 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 not as different as you'd think okay and you're you're a bit of an unknown to gators fans or even yeah, yeah, yeah. recruiting fans in general it's not there's mm -hmm. not a ton of info out there for you but yeah, uh yeah. how would you describe your play style to gators fans um just a pure pocket passer. I can get a couple yards and run if I need to, obviously. You got to be able to do that at the next level. But um, just a pure pocket passer. I uh, had a, one of the highest completion percentages in the country this year. I think it was 75%. So, uh, 
I, w- I would just say that I'm really consistent in ball placement accuracy. So yeah, I, best think, that. I, I think that was the most impressive thing that your completion percentage was <laughs> you completed three quarters of your passes, which <laughs> is Madden style numbers there. But yeah. also when watching your tape, it seemed like the offense had a lot of vertical routes, specifically down the sideline. And mm-hmm. those aren't typically easy completions. But again, yeah. when you're completing three quarters of your passes, that that's insane. What was your high school offense like just from front to back? Because like I've, I've seen the tape that I could see, and a lot mm-hmm. of it was vertical down the sideline. And yeah. was that just like – you guys kind of Tennesseeing it, and you're just like, "Hey, man, run deep, and we'll figure it out." No, we kind of just had we had a couple guys on our team. We had uh, AJ Wallace and Boo Carter, so those are two big time recruits. Uh, one's a 25, and one's a 24. So um, they got AJ's uh, really long and lengthy, so we had him on the out, and then we had a Boo up the seam or up the middle, and uh, we were just uh, we had a super athletic team, so we had guys that can go get the ball. So if you're if you're a if you guys got if you got guys and go get the ball like that, why not? Why not go score on the first play of every drive? We scored like I think I scored twice on the first play or three times on the first play of game this season, and then like four times on the my first pass this like first pass of the game we scored on. It, it was nuts. It was crazy. Just like watching it, I was like, why are they just deep downfield open every time? Like it, it was weird. It was consistent. Um, I will ask who. Who's number five, I think it was, at running back? That's our running back, uh, Javoris Havis. Okay, because that guy looks brolic. (laughs) He's he's really good. I think he's about to commit soon. I don't know. He dropped his top five, I think. Um, I know Toledo and schools like that are in there. He's he's a good running back. Did did you really just say Toledo? (laughs) Toledo's a good school. I know. I went to Toledo. So Really? Yes, I did, which is why that is wild that you said yeah. that. Yeah, Toledo, um, he's got like Toledo, Eastern Kentucky, stuff like that. He's he's a he's a good running back. Big, he's a big guy. Okay, well, I'm hoping he goes to Toledo uh, <laughs> because that is wild. That is a wild coincidence there. Yeah. But, um, who are some of the quarterbacks that you kind of try to try to model your game after a little bit? I would say obviously the goat Tom Brady, just because he's his pocket presence and just ball placement accuracy timing is just so perfect, and he uh he can get the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be. So I would say him. I like to I like how Josh Allen plays, just because he can move, he can throw, he can throw on the run, he can sit in the pocket if he needs to. I like like you said Tua because he's another left handed guy, so you can kind of see like. Hey, that, like what you're saying, it kind of matters a little bit. A little bit, just kind of watching another left-handed guy in the NFL. You don't, like you said, it's a rare thing, especially in the NFL. So, I like watching like mainly those three guys: Tom, Tua, Josh, Jalen Hurts is really good. Yeah, yeah um, soon Super Bowl bound Jalen Hurts, <laughs> which is wild to say when you consider when he was coming out of college. A lot of people were like, oh, "Yeah, he might work out," and yeah, now. Yeah, he's- MVP he's candidate. A, he's a great story. I love his story. Yeah, he, he's incredibly talented. Um, but coming back to the Florida Gators centric, what what led to you picking the Florida Gators? Because you had scholarship offers elsewhere. I know you yeah. had Kansas was on the table, and it's like yeah. you had a you had a Power Five offer, at least one Power Five offer available, but yeah. you chose to come to Florida as a uh, 
preferred walk on. So, yeah. so what kind of made you pick the Florida Gators here? Um, you know, that's been my dream school since I was a little kid. Um, since I was four years old, I remember watching Tebow and just guys like that. My dad trained Tebow for a long time. So, uh, just being around him and talking to him and seeing the type of just a role model he is. It was always been, I've always loved Tebow and always loved the Gators. And, um, my, there was a guy a couple of years ago who lived at my house for a while who made me even a, a bigger Gator fan. He was, I don't know if you remember, it was a uh, Malik Zaire. <laughs> yeah, I know Malik. <laughs> yeah. Malik Zaire lived the, he was at my house all the time and he's like a big brother to me. So when he went to Florida from Notre Dame, I was just like, that was, it was already cool to see like somebody I looked up to kind of go down the Gator path. And just when I got the call, um, you know, regardless if it's a PW or not, I know that I'll work. I know I'm good enough to go there and compete. So, you know, uh, I just knew like right off the bat, like, um, it's gotta be somewhere I got to consider. And then, and then, uh, you know, I realized like God, if God's showing me the way, uh, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. That, I just want to say, this is like weird coincidences, by the way, the teammate considering Toledo, uh, yeah. Malik Zaire, like living with you and yeah like I, I met Malik a few years ago um, yeah and it, it's just wild coincidences here but uh, the NFL playoffs are here the Super Bowl is almost here and we at Lockdown are really truly excited about our new sports betting partner because it's the number one sports book in America it's FanDuel if you're new to FanDuel that's even better because you got free bet opportunities here. Just saying. And they have so many great features. Like I, my favorite feature was if Joe Mixon got into the end zone or if Devonta Smith got into the end zone, that would have made me money, but it didn't. So I spent the entire game going, give it to Joe Mixon. Um, and I just got so heartbroken, but it's a fun feature. You know, it's fun. At least, at least there's the thrill. We'll say that. Yeah, thanks. But at least Travis Kelsey scored. So there's that. Also, uh, I like to bet on first baskets, NBA. I will say that. Bull uh, Bull, not been great. Just saying, not been great. But new customers can join, place a $5 bet, and receive $150 in free bets, whether you win or lose. So there's that. If Joe Mixon doesn't score, you can still get $150 in free bets. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Uh, your dad, like you mentioned, is a quarterback trainer. He trained Tebow. He trained, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he trained Tom Brady for a little bit. He trained. He worked, yeah, he worked with him, yes. Yeah, he, he worked with Colin Kaepernick, if I'm not mistaken. So yep. it's not like your dad's like a like a Joe Schmo trainer. How much <laughs> yeah. of a benefit is it for you to have a dad that's worked with, like you said, the GOAT, Tom Brady, and so many other high-caliber quarterbacks? Yeah, you know, it's just to just be in a room with him on a daily basis and his knowledge of football and, and especially quarterback, the quarterback position. Um, you learn a lot as you're growing up. Yeah, he would sit down when I was like five years old, teaching me coverages and Madden, like just little stuff like that from a young age. So, I mean, uh, being able to just be around him and, and hear the, the real knowledge of football, it's helped a lot and it's helped the path. And I think he'll continue to help my path and he'll always be in my corner. He's a great dad, great, great football guru and stuff like that. So it's been great. Yeah. And circling back again to Florida with, with this Florida offensive system, 
it's at least a bit different from your high school system because oh yeah it's not just burners down down the sideline or up the seam a little bit but mm-hmm. h- how do you kind of think that the florida offensive play style the billy napier rob sale whatever play style you want to call it how do you think mm-hmm. it kind of fits with your skill set um well i know they're uh with richardson last year he was more of a runner too so they kind of had more running involved um so I, I'm getting, I'm definitely getting faster before I go there. That's for sure. I'm already getting faster, so that's good. Um, but I, you know, I like how they, they're they're a very fast paced play style type of team. So I mean, we we didn't have a huddle and um, in Tennessee either. We ran no huddle, so I'm kind of used to the fast pace. And obviously, it gets it's just more at a higher level, especially in the SEC. So it's a uh, it's always going to be a big jump. So I, I just can't wait to get to practice and kind of see what it's like, but. I like how they throw like quick stuff, get down the field quick, and just move at a quick pace. That's how you win football games. So I mean, I, th- I think I'm pretty good at that. So, and can I ask uh, at your high school what uh, I, I guess what freedom you had as a quarterback? Like when you because you went no huddle frequently, mm-hmm. was it like we knew what play we were doing? I could make checks at the line. Yeah, we had uh, so we had like our coach would be like, we'd have what well, we'd do sometimes. We have two plays called. And based on what they're in and based on their front and uh, whatever, what like certain techniques for the line or coverages for the for the skill guys, whatever it may be, we would run like a two different – I'd call the two different play system or maybe it'd be like maybe even three plays or whatever we'd have. We'd have like a like a little script set out to where if we know these guys are doing certain things, we're going to counter it with this, so we're going to go with that. So audibles and stuff has been a, has been a big – I like that because I know as, as you go on in, in um, college and – past that even if you get there uh they do a lot of that you got to be aware of that because you know those guys you're playing against are the best of the best so they know what you're doing you know what they're doing so you got to work work against each other okay yeah because that's why i was asking his yeah billy napier was just like hey ar like green light do whatever you want basically so i, <laughs> I was just curious you know how comfortable you are with that already yeah, yeah. and when you were talking to florida prior to committing who were you primarily dealing with? Whether was it Ryan O'Hara? Was it Coach O'Hara? Coach O'Hara and Napier, both of them. And and what were those conversations like? Like, what was the selling point? Is what I want to know. You know, the just the fact that I know me and Coach Napier have a good relationship already. Uh, my dad's known him for a long time. I've I've known him so. Just that I know that he'll give me a fair shot and he'll let me show what I can do. Um, regardless if that's a walk on or not, I know that. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking over there to go start as a freshman, you know, that, I mean, that'd be awesome, you know, but that's not the goal. The goal is to go learn and become developed and be a true Florida quarterback. So, um, you know, I'm just wait, waiting for an opportunity. And when that, when that opportunity comes, I'm, I'm going to make my best of it. So. And I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm not saying that you're going to be a true freshman starter, but there's few times to get an opportunity in Florida right now with the quarterback yeah. being relatively thin just in terms of quantity there's just not a lot of quarterbacks there right now so yeah speaking of that um you know i'm going like i said i'm trying to go learn and uh jack miller is a very good family friend of ours Uh, my dad trained him since he was in eighth grade he lived in arizona i'm from arizona so just to know he called me and congrats me and he was super hype so uh just uh knowing that i know have somebody there to look up to and is in the same room as me and i always can ask questions and stuff it's a it's a pleasure and it's a it's an honor yeah, I mean, you're going to have kind of a home away from home there with Jack in Gainesville, with 
Napier, I'm assuming that your dad and Coach Napier know each other because of the Arizona connection. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, so it's it's like a little home away from home there. It's also cool to see you're not even the first player that Billy's brought in from Arizona. And it's cool because that's first of all, Arizona is a if I'm not mistaken, a, a criminally under recruited state for yeah, definitely. whatever reason. But it's cool to see where Florida never really brought in Arizona yeah. players. And, and now yeah. Billy Napier is kind of making that a point to yeah, ex- uh, it's awesome. And that, yeah, that's just awesome to see. Um, but I, I got two final things for you before I let you go because I don't want to take up your entire day. But I will ask first off, how do you define leadership? Um, leadership is a big part of being a quarterback one and a big part, especially at a school like Florida. Um, but you, you got to know, you got to be the guy on the field, on and off the field. You know what I mean? You got to be a guy who they can look look up to when things are, when it hit the fan, when it's in the fan, or you got to be the guy who, when everything's going good, they can look to and, and they just know that you got their back. I got your back. You know, I, you know what I mean? So um, leadership is something that defines a quarterback, I feel like. So if, if you're not if you're not a true leader as a quarterback, I mean, you're not going to – to me, you're not going to win football games. So you're not going to win big football games or whatever the case may be. Guys like Tom Brady, guys like, um, shoot, Bryce Young. You got guys in college, they're great leaders. And, I mean, look how it's turning out for them. Bryce Young's undersized. Does, uh, there's been a lot of things said about him, like or Brock Purdy, for example. Um, been things said about him that he could and couldn't do. So um, being an ultimate leader is definitely a big part of being a quarterback. And I I will ask you, like I told you before we even started recording, I was like, I'm going to ask about the tattoos. Um, But do you have like, like a favorite or most important tattoo that you have? Yeah, um, definitely the one on my shoulder. Uh, I have a long seat on her, so I'd show you, but it's a, I got a clock here. And the clock, if you look at it, it looks weird and all like discombobulated and stuff. But it's a, uh, it's each number represents one of my family's birthdays, and then the the time is set for when I was like like for example, like it's like eighty one. It goes in. It's not really in order. It's just it's all my like twelve family members of mine, and it's their birth year or birth years, and then my the time is set for when I was born, and then it fades into uh, like rays fades into the the crosses because Jesus and family. God and family are the two biggest important things in my life. So it's definitely that's definitely my favorite one. Yeah, and I know that you said before we started recording that you were probably going to finish the sleeve yeah. uh, at, at some point in March. Do you know yet what you're going to finish? Yeah, with? yeah. So my form, I'm going to get uh, a lion. And then there's a verse that I like. It's uh, David. I want to say it's David. 622 or 226 i got i gotta see um it's about how how uh david was locked in a lion's den and not david he was he it was david's talking about it but someone locked in a lion's den and he's that the lions are starving and they're ready to eat him but he prays to god and the lions start to protect him for the people that put him in there basically and so it's just saying how your faith is bigger than a lion your face bigger than fear basically so i'm gonna get the lion with the verse name on it and then on the forearm, um, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Three Hundred. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, so Lee, there's a there's a picture of Leonidas with the where it's like the sword hit the his iron right here, and it's like cut. So I was gonna, it's like a picture of his face basically with like the iron 
meaning basically like you got to be a warrior as a football player. You got to be a warrior in life. You got to be so. Yeah, probably yeah. finish that in March, April, sometime. And you don't have anything on your left arm, right? No, not my left arm. I don't know if I'm planning. I it might go. It might go arm sleeve, leg sleeve. I got to figure it out. I don't know yet though. And I, I was gonna say, are you gonna like be like a? I don't know if you know the story of Nick Young, the basketball yeah. player. But his, yeah, yeah, yeah. His tattoo. His right arm had no tattoos while he was playing, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's strictly for buckets. So I was like, oh, is that is is that the approach you're taking with it? Yeah, I never wanted. To, I never felt like getting my left arm tatted just because the real reason why I never got my left arm tatted is because I didn't want to stop throwing for like a week and a half. <laughs> so I was just like, let me get my right arm done, and I don't want to be all tatted up anyway. I want to. I, I want to make them look good and professional and stuff. So I'm planning on getting the arm, maybe a leg, and then chest and back for sure. But that's about it. And uh, last question here is just where does your faith come from? Is that something that kind of was instilled in you young or what? Um, I found Jesus Christ, I want to say about almost a year ago now. Um, so it's weird. My mom, my mom's side of my family is Muslim and my dad's side of my family is Christian. And growing up, you could see like how that could be different. So it never really was, they never really forced anything on me. They kind of, they've been great parents and grandparents and stuff. Just kind of, Hey, you figure it out. We want to let you figure it out. And, um, there's just been things in life that showed me Christianity to me and Jesus Christ is the, my personal Lord and savior. So, um, yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. being just like so open and so honest for this whole time. Yeah. Uh, no, of course. So thank you so much, Jordan. Uh, can't wait to get you on campus and, yeah. and get you in that Gator uniform. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right.